0: Welcome to the Move Forward podcast with Dr. Kim Moss. We're absolutely passionate and committed to equipping believers to move forward in their life with Jesus, their careers, and their family. Each episode is designed specifically with you in mind to help you overcome the obstacles you're facing and truly move forward. We know you'll love this episode. Here's your host, Kim Moss. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Move Forward podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kim Moss. I'm glad you're with me today. Today I want to talk to you about one of my favorite stories. It comes out of 1 Samuel chapter 30. I call it Facing Ziklag, Turning Crisis into Crowns. You can find it actually in a little booklet on Amazon, and it comes with a companion journal. So if you want to read it instead of listen to it or follow along that way, I encourage you to do so. You know, the the thing is is that we are living in an unprecedented moment in time. This will turn out to be an historic period of time. God is up to something big. There are lots of unknowns coming. And where are we going to find the courage to move forward? When there's so much intensity in our time and in our culture, how do we know how to move forward? When the world as we know it seems to be coming to an end, isn't that what everybody's saying? There are politicians saying that everything is different. There are prophets saying that everything is going to be different. There are pastors and business owners and people in diverse places who are all saying the same thing. It feels like everything is different and everything is about to change and there isn't any more normal. That things as we know it are never going to be the same. Some of us are waiting for all of this to turn around. We are tired of sheltering in place. We don't know when things are going to open up. We are talking about opening up the nations, but it's going to go uh, in phases and it's going to be a process. And sometimes the waiting feels heavy to bear. More than that, for some of us, the journey just seems a little too hard and a little too dark and a little too scary. We all face times like these. And during a time when I faced that very thing, when I wasn't sure if I could go on, God gave me this message. And I want to share it with you today so that you can find courage to move forward. Do you remember that sweet little movie called Finding Nemo? Such a great movie. I love all the Pixar movies. Actually, I am an animated movie nut. I like them all. That and hero movies too. Anyway, in this little movie, you know, there comes a point when Marlon, the father who's looking for his son, Nemo, and Dory, the friend who's absent-minded, of course, um, they find themselves in a crisis moment. They have found a mask and on the mask, it tells them where to go, the direction, and it's a clue for finding Nemo. And so they have the mask and they're following the direction and remember they they are in a, a submarine and the sharks go a little bit crazy and, uh, the torpedoes explode. And so the submarine moves and they're, they're fleeing from the submarine. And as they are, all of a sudden Dory drops the mask and the mask goes down, 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 down into a very dark place. And Marlin is so upset and he starts swimming down after it and pretty soon he notices that it's so dark and he can't see and he can't see the way forward and he comes back up and he's and he's upset and do you remember what happens dory out of nowhere she takes his little fin and she starts pulling him down swimming and she starts singing a little song you remember she starts singing just keep swimming just keep swimming Ho, 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 something like that. It's the cutest scene. And it's an important scene because sometimes we need someone to come alongside us. And in this time, for those of you, you feel like the unknown is so frightening and you just don't know how you're going to go on. It seems a little too dark. It seems like it's going on a little too long. It seems like it's a little too hard. Maybe you've lost your job. Maybe you've lost your business. Maybe, maybe you have been sick. Maybe it's been so long since you've been able to be with friends and you feel completely alone. The Holy Spirit is coming along right now to grab you by the hand and say, just keep swimming. He knows the way forward. He knows how to get us there. There is another side. We will get through this. This will pass. Like I have said every week for the last several weeks, God is not surprised by this. He's not taken aback. He's not wondering what he's going to do. He has a plan. God knows what to do and how to get us through And he can give us courage. And I want today for us to look at a passage of scripture where it was a little too hard and a little too dark for David, and he found courage to move forward. If you're wondering if it's worth it to keep going, I'm telling you right now, please listen. It is. It is. Just keep swimming. Turnaround is coming. It is soon at our door. The nations are about to open up. Yeah, it's going to go in phases and we don't know if there'll be stops and starts or, hearts or ha- halts or hiccups. It doesn't really matter. We are moving forward and history is marching forward and it's time to take courage. I know it seems like it's easy for me to say that, but you know, when I wrote this message, when God first showed me this passage of scripture and spoke to me through it, it was a time when in my own life, things seemed just a little too hard. The suffering had been going on a little too long and things seemed a little too dark. I wasn't sure if I could go on. It was a time when I had suffered many losses in a time that had gone on for five long years. I was pastoring full-time. I was in school full-time. I was in the middle of writing a doctoral dissertation. I was facing inten- an intense situation with my mother who had been diagnosed with cancer, and it was such a difficult time for me. It was draining. I was drained emotionally and physically and spiritually and mentally. I was very tired. I had some unanswered questions. I was a healing minister. I had been around the world and I had seen so many miracles. When I laid my own my hands on my own mom and I prayed for healing, nothing seemed to happen. But I trusted God. And even so, in in that moment in time, I just couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I was learning a whole new level of endurance and dependence on God. And in the midst of those circumstances, at the end of five years, came another event that I did not expect. And it was sudden, and it put me in the hospital. I was at a party, and I was with my congregation at the time I was pastoring, as I said, And in the middle of the party, I had just this pain come into the back of my head, and it was like someone had poured hot liquid in the very base of my skull. It took me to the ground, and I was writhing around in pain. I had to be taken to the hospital in ambulance, and the doctors could not find out why. They thought I was having a burst aneurysm. I had all kinds of tests. I was in the hospital for a week with the, the most intense pain I have ever felt in my entire life. I was on strong medications by IV. I was I was having so many tests and they could find nothing. And I knew. The enemy had come in, was baiting me, mocking me, challenging me, turn back, give in, lay down, roll over, walk away. From the call that was on my life and the promises I knew God had given me, I nearly gave up. And this is in this moment, in that time, in that dark time, the Lord took me to 1 Samuel chapter 30 because he knew I needed courage. In the book of Samuel, it's all about major transition. It's all about socio political and religious shaking. Everything is changing. It is moving from one era to a new era, from one epic season to a new epic season. Everything is about to shift and change and be shaken. It's about God's sovereignty his ability to rule and to work even in times like that and to bring things out of that time that are according to his will to bless his people and to move things forward toward the outcome that he has planned. It's about his ability to protect those that he loves. It's about his ability to bring about the great reversal and suddenly fulfill the promises that he has been waiting to fulfill. It's the right time for it. These great reversals are one of the themes of the entire word of God. Throughout scripture, you can find them in the lives of Sarah and Joseph, in the lives of Esther and Daniel, in the lives of Saul, in the life of Jesus, in the lives of the apostle, in the lives of those in the church in the New Testament. It's when the last become the first, when the poor are really the rich, when those who lose their their lives save their lives. And in this book of Samuel, David, who becomes king, is the primary figure in the book. See, Samuel in the book of Samuel is telling the story of David's historic journey from overlooked shepherd boy to the prophesied and celebrated king of Israel. David is God's anointed one. What does that mean? It means that he's been given the Holy Spirit. He has a call on his life and God is bringing him toward the fulfillment of the purpose that he has for him. David is living at the very center of all that is changing in the book of Samuel. He is a type of Christ. He is foreshadowing the Christ in the book that would come the Messiah who would come and save his people. And so David's life, David's choices, David's identity, and David's call, they're all intertwined with this transition. This should be ringing some bells for all of us, right? Listen, we're living in a time of great historic change, aren't we? Can't you feel it? This is an unprecedented moment in history. Everything has changed within a few weeks of time. This pandemic has caused everything to shut down, has given us a time to reset l- our lives, not just individually, but globally. It's been like a global reset. Businesses have shut down. Sports has shut down. Everything we've relied on to keep us busy, to keep us happy, to finance our lifestyle it's all changed in a moment. And we, the church, we are supposed to be Christ in the world. And we are living at the center of this shift and our lives and our choices, our identity and calling are intertwined with this historic change, just like David's was in his day. This means that what we do now, that what we say How we do it, how we say it, the choices we make, they're going to impact the future. We are in a position right now that we can make history. We can make history in our own lives. We can make history in the lives of our family. We can make history in the lives of our communities, in our cities, in our nations. We have this unprecedented opportunity right now to affect the outcome of this transitional change. If we will grab hold of who we really are, stand in that identity, believe and obey God's every word. If we will find the courage to continue to move forward and to walk out the change that is coming and live by every word that comes from the mouth of God we can be an influence in this time. That's what we were meant to be when we're the church. This is the call in all of our lives. It's part of the way we preach the gospel of salvation. And so in this story, by the time we reach chapter 30 of the book of Samuel, David has spent the last five years of his life living as a fugitive. His only crime... Was being a better warrior than the king, and having God's favor on his life. Have you ever been? Have you ever been ridiculed or persecuted in some form or fashion because you had favor on your life? Have you? Have you ever been? Uh, have you ever felt the jealousy of those around you? because you had favor because your boss favored you and you were given unprecedented opportunities because God favored you. And he opened new doors, unprecedented doors in your life. And you stepped into opportunities that, that, that you didn't deserve, but that God wanted you to have. That's where David found himself. David had built an army of mighty men. And even though he was exiled from his rightful place, And he was living in caves and in the wilderness and, and outside of his community where he really belonged. And he had seemingly no influence right at that moment. You know, he had been rejected and he was being, he was being followed and hunted by King Saul. King Saul wanted to kill him. King Saul was that jealous of him. But even though he was fleeing from Saul and exiled from his own community, he built an army of mighty men, and he had been raiding the enemies of Israel, gaining experience in that time, gaining experience on how to be king, gaining territory, gaining goods, and gaining renown among Israel's enemies. And it was at that point that he comes to this place, this event called Ziklag. It's the most pivotal and volatile moment in his entire life and it comes just before he is crowned king. It actually comes 12 days before every every obstacle, 12 days before every obstacle is removed to him stepping into the fullness of the prophetic promise. 12 days before the great reversal in his own life. 12 days before he would be crowned king. The shift has started and he doesn't know that. And his decisions in this critical moment are going to make all the difference in the world. At this very moment, 12 days before the greatest reversal in David's life, he suffers the circumstances that come at this place called Ziklag. It's in this moment, in this vulnerable moment where the enemy hits him hard and close to home and close to his heart. Listen, I want you to understand now, this is very important. And every time of transition before every great reversal, every shift, every fulfillment of promise in scripture, you always find the enemy comes with a counter move, designing a zigzag for God's people. Why? Because he seeks to wear us out, turn us back, have us give in, lay down, give up, take our ball, and go home. John 10.10 says the thief only comes to steal and kill and destroy. Why? He wants us to believe that we've been forsaken by God, that we don't have what it takes to finish this journey, and that the promises will never come to pass. Think about that think about Hebrews 10:35 to 39. It's an exhortation not to throw away your confidence, but to endure to fulfillment. Scripture actually says, therefore, do not throw away your confidence. It has a rich reward for you have need of endurance so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what is promised for he who is coming will come and he will not delay. And my righteous ones, they will live by faith. And if you shrink back, I will not be pleased, but you're not of those who shrink back, but who believe even to the fulfillment of the promise. Listen, all of those who face great challenges in Scripture met those challenges by faith. Listen, by faith, Noah, right? He built an ark when it was going to rain 40 days. By faith, Abraham, when he didn't even know where he was going, he followed God's word to go out into a far country. By faith, Sarah, when she didn't have the strength to conceive because it wasn't in her and she was past the days of conception, she still opened herself to the word of the Lord and received conception. Moses, when he stuttered and he didn't feel strong and he, he didn't Know who he was, and he he went to deliver God's people with just a staff to deliver them from the greatest power in all the world, Pharaoh at the time. How about Rahab, who was a lowly prostitute, and she hid the spies when they came. She was part of Jericho that was going to be overthrown when God was moving and giving Joshua the land. These are people who live by faith. The question is not whether we will face a time of great shaking, and a time of great change. But the question really is, what will we do? Will we keep on swimming so that the crisis can be turned into a crown? Or will we give up, give in, and go home? No, we won't. Because God is up to something big. I'm telling you, It is time to take courage. It is time to be encouraged. It's time to be inspired because God is about to move in an unprecedented way. And we are going to see signs and wonders and miracles. We are going to see great revival happen. And yes, are things changing? Yes, they are. And yes, are things never going to be the same? Yes. Nope. Things are never going to be the same. It's true. Things are not the way they once were but things are still going to be in God's hands and things are still going to be amazing. Are we going to face some hard things? Yeah, we are, but we're going to get through them. And God is going to give us the resources and God is going to inspire us and he's going to bring us through. He's going to give us direction. He's going to give us all the things that we need. There's no need to fear. So I ask you again, As we face this time, are you ready to keep on swimming? Would you bow your heads with me real quick? Father God, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to come. I ask you to to take us by the hand, God. Holy Spirit, would you whisper in our ear, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Would you settle in and on our hearts, Lord God, that you are in control of this time, and you are going to lead us forward. And even though things are going to change, you have something coming that will be worth the wait and worth the walking through. And you still have blessing for all of your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, take courage, and I will see you next time when we continue the story. Thanks for listening to the Move Forward podcast. We'd love it if you would take a moment to subscribe and rate this podcast, then share it with a friend. Subscribing gets you every new episode automatically downloaded to your device. For more information and resources from Kim, visit our website at kimmoss.com.